my name is Ling Yue, and my co-host is Edward Thomas the Third. Lamar. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> you never say Lamar. You said you're proud of it. I never said that. Yes, you did. Just, it means the sea or something. It, oh, it does. <laughs> it, it means the sea, the ocean with the motion. Yes. That's <laughs> okay. Ocean. Okay. What's today's topic, Edward? Well, today we're going to talk about things that you should disclose before you get married, and we have a whole range of topics. Today we have also two guests. We have our, our professor. Guests. Yes, we have one of our our f- really favorite podcasters. I wrote our fans. Lis- Sorry, she's our fans. She's a listener. Yeah, uh, she's a professor in all kinds of different <laughs> topics. I think she has like five PhDs or something like that. <laughs> uh, and then we have our returning guest. Uh, well, you guys Mr. Blazer. <laughs> Mr. Blazer. Are we really doing this? <laughs> yes, go, Mr. Blazer. Blazer boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blazer. But the professor stop first, you know. Okay, professor. Hi, I'm Hamida. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Hamida. <laughs> Hi, professor. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back to that posh thing again. <laughs> Hi, professor. <laughs> and we have Blazer Boy. <laughs> oh, everyone knows we play now. <laughs> Timmy. 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 Okay, so, so. <clears throat> how did we know? How did we come to the topic of things to discuss before well, see, you get married? I don't married? know. I think, I think it was something in the cookie that you gave me and made us start talking about small things that we should disclose. <laughs> <laughs> should we but, laugh or not laugh? Well, I mean, obviously, if that's all you got, it's all you got, you know, blame God. What? Um, so, uh, well, <laughs> it's all you got, it's all you got. So anyway, so yeah, so what kind of things would you, would, would you like for your future husband or wife to disclose to you? Um, if they don't want children or if they can't have children. Well, that's two different things. What is it yeah, like to eat children? Too. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just putting it out there, you know, while we're talking. I mean, we just... Food preferences, okay. <laughs> no, so I have a story. So um, a former colleague, her daughter was married to a man for five years. Mm. And he got a vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah. And then after five years, he told her that he got a vasectomy. He waited five years? Why yeah. didn't he wait, tell wait, her when before? When did he get a vasectomy? Oh. Before they met. Before and they met, before they met, and that he never is just told cruel. Her. It's not like he forgot, you know, like oh no, 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 no. But but and he knew but she wanted children, but Ooh. he still married her. Yeah, is he a bad bad person? Oh, she's or? about to say the D word. I was mm-hmm. I saw I those lips. Yeah. I know she so restrained she divorced herself. him. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's that. fair. So I think that's fair to disclose. If you want children, yeah. yeah. If you whether or not you can have children, or if you know. You but know. in some yeah. cases, you, you could know. be infertile, and then and you, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah, that's true. But that's a different wow. issue, though. In yeah. this mm. case, it was like someone yeah. actively. This is de- de- that is deception. Yeah. That's just wrong. A decepticon. But mm. I also know of couple. When I grew up in Germany, and they they got married, none of them knew about any infertility issues, mm. and they tried to have a baby, and it turned out the man couldn't have any kids. And that's the usually the case. And the woman yeah. wanted. <laughs> he, could, he could not produce a functional semen. Um, uh-huh. oh, wow. But the thing is, she wanted to still stay with him, but he divorced her because he wanted to sacrifice himself so she could go and have a happy he's life a with hoe. someone else. Uh, he's looking. He was looking I at someone else. Foul. 
Yeah. I don't know. That's what they told uh, okay. the story I've heard about. And then she got married to some other guy and she got a kid and that's happy, happy there. And I don't know about him. Okay. Because she wanted to stay with him anyway. But he said, no, I think you deserve better. Bye. Wow. Yeah, talking go. about deserve better, what if they don't disclose if they have a micro penis? <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to go there. What well, well, is the question? Exactly. That's what I want to I want to yeah. hear what the women I, have to say about this. What would you do, well, um, Professor? What, what would you do if you find out your husband well, has a mic? Who's married and Mike, he's not married. Oh, so. yes. So, what would you do and as someone who can't be married? <laughs> <laughs> You're so would, mean. I would oh. ask. <laughs> would you ask your before Wow. Wow. Oh and wow! Then I love your straightforwardness. <laughs> <laughs> Could you give me a definition of my? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ghost you, but you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be that straightforward. No, so what just that? Okay. So, so how, what do you how do? Big? You, you so take, how you, long? Like, you take out like a little <laughs> what? Man, so are you? Keep with your fingers around. <laughs> just tell me when it stops. Like just say stop. Wow. Really? Really? <laughs> you guys, I, I regret saying that. <laughs> like, okay, start again, again. <laughs> really? 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 Uh, no, no, no. Okay, okay, start again. Slow. Yeah, my, like I like if you. So what if like you deformed in some deformed. way? Like your sexual organs are deformed. I think oh, that yeah. in a healthy relationship, these things would come up naturally somehow. No, it wouldn't. Yes, no, would. some people I would hide this. No, because like those thi- in a healthy relationship, obviously, that would probably be something that you would be ashamed of or have some complex or things that traumatize you. You should be sharing that. Yeah, mm. I agree. And I, think I mean, you should be sharing it, but I'm just saying that it's not, it's not a given that you're going to share it. But them. then exactly. definitely should not marry that person in any case. Well, then what if you're already ask. married? Often. I don't think I would ask... Directly, but I would try to have those type of conversations. You, you're not direct question. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you communicate with someone? <laughs> I can ask you directly, but I just need to know some things about you. And your anatomy? You? Yeah. No, but just ask them how they feel about their body, if they're confident with their body, if they have certain insecurities. And they'll say, oh, yeah, sometimes my, nog- my fingernails they get a little long. You know, I'm really insecure about that. And you go, okay, what about your stuff? Well, I mean, like, how do you... How like do you extrapolate that? About that is actually to like name but <laughs> I mean, you should never. I think, in my opinion, you should not marry someone who would not disclose that because that's, that's obvious. True. Because she already like made the f- playing field for you to lay it I there. Yeah, but Lynn, but not, remember like the shame that also accompanies something like that exactly. could literally be <laughs> so big. But if you big. cannot put this out there for your future spouse you want to share the rest of your life it's with. It's a vulnerability, but Maybe something not. you should... It's a vulnerability, but it could also be that kind of card that you're keeping in the back pocket because you know it could be one of... It could be the... the, 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 the like. Oh, so you think that be, if you get married like, you, and then the, you the would other never, one finds out... What if some people actually them? have an irrational fear that they will never get married, that they will never be happy or they'll never have someone who or, would love them with question, their micropenis? the other way around? Exactly. What? Like if it's not a micro fe- penis, but it's a schlong. <laughs> <laughs> I've read an ar- uh, article what about did that. You just call it? Listen, and that guy actually said that he had big issues. <laughs> what big issues? <laughs> 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 
no, he what had big problems. Issues. I'm so big. No, but those women, they would not want to be with him because they would be afraid. They said, no, I don't think I want to do this. And then in the, end, in the end, he had to do a... Yeah, cut, cut. He had to yeah, reduce reduction. his penis. Oh, n- regardless, little big, don't cut me. Oh, you no. Have, you probably have, don't have the problem, so... You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Wow. No, I'm glad you okay. know. <laughs> and we will never find out. Thank, well, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You truth, <laughs> we cannot have <laughs> The Lord said no. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think anything, like, so anything that you're uncomfortable with, anything you know could potentially be an issue because it's either outside of the norm or uh, what is normal or some way, you know, whatever. Those kind of things, I think, at some point, if you know the relationship is getting serious, you should disclose it just so you give the other person a chance to decide, hey, am I, am I also, you know, ready to do this or, or not? I mean, some things are a deal breaker. and You can't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in an honest relationship, you have to be willing to let the other person make a decision to not be with you. Otherwise, yeah. you're a manipulator. But that's what yeah. I said. You guys like, no, you don't have to tell them about your micro penis. And I'm like, what? Well, I mean, I don't know. That just seems, maybe it's just because I'm a guy. So it just seems like cruel. Because, I mean, if you can't do anything about it. But you, yeah, but you still should tell the reason, other person. There's going to be a reason why it's like that. But you still have to give the other person the opportunity to say, yeah, okay, you I don't can have to be that caring or whatever. That's not wow. real love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what about in a, in a Christian context as well, where you. Where you where you don't disclose as like well how that big you your have Bible is or something? no, but in a sense if you have where been you a virgin or not? No, uh, but what? that is just yeah. what body uh, count. It, we talked about body count. Can I finish? Yeah, that was really weird. Because yeah, we're body, talking count, about body count. Body count is important. I thought it was like you're a mass murderer, and we're talking about how many bodies you have buried <laughs> <laughs> in the like, church. He's not and in I'm the just, loop. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Like so, you know, I I know that we're getting really serious. So let me just tell you this thing. I have this side gig going on. <laughs> You know, and I'm probably about what twenty you're bodies buried out. You know, you're like you're really successful. <laughs> you're one of the yeah, best one in exactly. your field. <laughs> See, I'm thinking about writing a book and making a movie. You know, and so because I know that with Muslims, when they meet a new person, and they believe that everything prior to that that relationship, and like past relationships, they don't have to share it with that person. Really? Yeah. Oh That's wow. That's what I was told. So you don't disclose. Your body, body count, count, whatever, how that relationship ended. No. It's just like a fresh no. beginning. It will but come how mu- back. How much should you dig into a past relationship? It will come back. It depends on how much you can, how much, how much you feel that you can live with. So, like for me, the whole body. Now that now that I know what a body count thing is, <laughs> I need to know. You gotta give me a number in details. Between one and hundred. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Preferably not hundred. <laughs> wow. Ninety nine. I think at a hundred, I'm like, nah. I'm sorry. I'm done. I just I Why? gotta I gotta leave before I Why? A no. hundred? Why? There's nothing wrong with a hundred. <laughs> I'm kicking you off the church right now. Here it is bad. I think if you had a hundred partners, I think yeah, I think there is a problem. It's yeah. That something has been going on with you. You have had some kind of issues. Mm. You try to fill with bodies. But yeah. what if, let's say, you were very promiscuous, you get saved, mm-hmm. you're a new creation in Christ, you meet someone. Mm, that and sounds like, good on paper. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, wouldn't you wouldn't. That person. No, because, because, so, you might become a new p- 
person in the sense of who you are in Christ, but your past, you can't escape what you've done. And so but with, you still carry But you see, with, this so, is so why listen, people don't with, tell stuff. No, listen. And with that, if you have a body count of 100, first, uh, firstly, we did an episode earlier one day on, on STDs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the more people you sleep with, the higher... The, the probabilities that you're going to catch an SDT. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. It is sort of it can affect the future of the relationship. The other thing is that we all know that through research that sleeping with people, the more people you sleep with, the more you start to develop these intimacy problems that you cannot bond. You cannot have an, an intimacy intimacy of one to one because you've never trained you psychologically, physically, everything have never trained yourself to be actually resist the temptation to just give in to that. You've always given in to that. And so what happens is that you may not be able to have intimacy. But I think that, that's, and that's one of the problems that we know from from being promiscuous is that it causes intimacy problems. But I think also that I mean not to because I believe that you can always renew your life through Christ. I mean it's for me because I believe that because you went down that road once doesn't mean that okay for the rest of your life no one is going to marry you anymore because you have a body count of 100. But I think the more the more time goes between you've left this life yeah. to now, let's say that was 5 years ago, I think that proves a point though. Shouldn't it? No. Okay. What? So you screwed. Okay. So if you had oh, 100 listen, bodies, listen. then you're like, listen, okay. No, but there's some things that even though you become a new person in Christ, Christ doesn't fix every single thing in this life from, from what you're past. Some things will just follow you through life because that's part, that's one of the consequences of the decisions that you make. So I don't mean that you can never get married or anything, but just you just need to, that's why you should disclose that kind of thing because a person may need to understand why are you having problems with intimacy. Or way other things that follow along with you. you don't just because you come and become a new person in Christ, your past isn't eliminated. Only the consequences of your past is eliminated. And I think. But now the the consequences are still stuck with you. They're not no, eliminated. No, I mean I mean things like so. Once I uh, we believe that the Bible teaches that sex outside of marriage. Now we're all on a totally different subject, but sex outside of marriage is a sin. So once I become a believer, I'm accepting that Christ died for all those particular sins, all those hundred people, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that consequence of that sin, God's wrath, mm-hmm. no longer applies to me. That part of the, my past is erased, that part when it comes to my salvation relationship with God. But whatever physical things that have happened in that relationship, whether it's diseases, whether it's psychological problems, what about all the babies and children I have from these different people who I may not have if- contact with? But we're just assuming stuff, because what if that person used a condom every single time? I doubt it. Or what if that person was a trafficking victim, or traffic victim, or sex traffic victim? Yeah, but that's a different thing, though, because I wouldn't count count a body count on a sex sex trafficking victim. So if I've been forced into sex or something, I didn't give myself to those people. I was forced into a life for that, and I think there's a difference. Body counting for me is... How many people have I actually free, you know, willingly, willingly, willingly and consensually? There's a great line because if you're a prostitution, uh, if you're in prostitution as well, some people <coughs> will say, "Oh, well, you're willingly choosing to give your body exactly. away." No, but I, I, I count, I count those. It's different because if you're in a prostitute, so you're actually, it's actually almost kind of a job. Your job is it to have is sex with people. It you know? is a job. Well, I mean, if you're not getting paid for it. In Germany, it's a job. You have to get paid taxes. Oh my God. Which also means that you have rights in the Netherlands as well. What? Yeah. You moved to the wrong country, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> but but Ed, then you are yeah. you are on the side then that oh you have to suffer the consequences then maybe Sometimes. you have to I don't know no but I mean I'm I'm saying that that just because you're a new person a new creature in Christ so I think we're looking at, we're thinking the spiritual level also affects the physical it doesn't always do that there's no there's no direct parallel is what I'm saying no but I'm I'm just saying if the woman is willing to do the work go what to work? The, go to therapy. Do but the test. Yeah, but it's not yeah. it's not a psychological thing. So therapy can't make you have intimacy. That's true. So some some things well, let's, let's, sex so therapists. Let's, let's let's say that after forty That's partners, more erotic. Let's just say that after forty partners, the ability to have intimacy is destroyed. Just arbitrarily picking a number. Whatever you do, if that's the case, if that's the consequence of having uh, sex with forty different partners, even though you become a new creature in Christ the consequence of that f- having that many partners is still going to follow you because that's just a consequence. So you're saying that there is no way back? Not unless God miraculously does something, but a miracle isn't what happens all the time in every situation. A miracle is an exception. It's God's intervention into the laws of nature, which means that it doesn't happen every single time. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a miracle. It would be something you can expect just like a law of nature. And so... You guys all look at me like, what is he going on about? Mm. But it's it's not, and it's not about judging the person. It's not saying they can't they can't be married or anything, but there will, there will be consequences because of the choices you make. Mm. And those choices, I think that's a whole thing. We're unwilling to accept the fact that some things, as we choose to live outside of God's standard for our life, God knows that these. He knows that you continue to live out this way. There are certain things that are going to happen that will not be erased. Would you say it's the exact same for men then? Yeah, yeah. It's not a women and men thing. It's an intimate. It's a sex. It's thing. a human thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Whoever you have sex, a lot of sex partners, you will lose the ability to have intimacy. I think it's That's also a, a, a protective mechanism. <coughs> yeah, because you you, cons- you, you, cannot, you can't give you yourself to yourself so many people. So many people. So many. Well, times, that's the whole thing. You actually you tend to divide out. So I don't. If you look at how sex was designed by God, sex was designed. If you look at it from a, a, a Christian per- perspective. Sex was designed to be used within a couple who would always be monogamous, together for life. It was never intended to be something that would bind you together with thousands of other people. Mm. And I think that's the problem. We've accepted this standard from the world to look at sex as just a mechanism, something that we just do that actually doesn't have any any other kinds of functions within our lives. That's just just, for fun. That's that's just a lie. Yeah. The thing is that 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 sex because it's designed by God for a certain thing when we use sex outside of God's realm for it there are consequences for it just like a, a, a drug that's used for to make me well if I misuse the drug there's consequences from that and it makes me sick it's not the drug's or fault yeah. it's not the drug's fault it's my way the way that I relate to it and how I use it or misuse it yeah, yeah. what about debts Oh, are we gonna are we gonna move on now? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. you should what about, discuss what more. What about gender and sexual orientation or curiosities of it? But I was about deaths first. Okay, we're always back to sex again. No, not necessarily, but in terms of gender, because you know, some people all of a sudden they're changing and then they want to transition. Yeah, I had a friend. She was um, engaged to a guy. Yeah. Who then, after some time, dumped her. No, said, I think I'm a woman. Oh, that one. Um, I'm going to go by another name now. And then he suddenly started to act more 
female when I met him. And yeah, that's the deal. And then my friend said, I don't think I'm ready for a lesbian relationship. I don't think I can deal with this because I've seen, I've visited my life differently. Mm. Mm. And that thing broke. Mm. Yeah, I, I know fair. somebody mm. whose husband sleeps with other men. She knows, but she's just like letting it slide. Wow. Well, so they haven't talked about it, or it's like she doesn't want to take that up. She doesn't know how but to she approach know, them. But she knows he does that. She knows, and she's. But he's him. also with her. Yeah, and and he's not telling her though. No, but mm. he doesn't know. She knows. He's a dog. <laughs> but why she's not confronting him? Because she doesn't want to. I don't because of cultural because of cultural uh, the shame the yeah the culture the shame and everything accompanying this but I was thinking get like, messy but yeah and there's I, kids I, involved I as well I understand but I mean the the man I mean how can they not like communicate it's not about like telling everyone else and stuff no, people will ask and culturally the community people whisper people know yeah. if Timmy knows this that means there are other people that are also mm. aware yeah, but then shouldn't you and your wife be an ally somehow and try to work that the out? The guys are here sleeping with other people. The allyship is dead. Yeah, yeah. but maybe he, he, he would... Maybe Now I'm naive. Maybe he would reconsider if she could talk to him about, like, you know, I know what's going on. Why are you not talking to me? What's... But maybe she's... I mean, I think, I think when people decide to stay, when they know if something's bad and they choose to stay in it and they already know it's bad, it's because... They're either unwilling to live by themselves or they're mm. afraid of living by themselves. Mm. And so better to have someone than no one mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. Um, maybe there's other advantages. So there might be financial advantages to staying married. Mm. If this person is the provider. Or culturally. Or culturally. You know, the cultural Status. stigmatism of divorce yeah. or whatever. And different cultures. So there's all these different pressures to stay. And the person then chooses to allow evil to continue. Because we believe that marriage is monogamous. So anytime anyone is unfaithful, you think that it's a, that's wrong. And, 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 then, and then allowing that to happen makes you a participant in that particular world. You can never claim victim. You can never claim, oh, poor me. You're not poor you. Mm. You knew. You, yeah. you, you, once you found out, you allowed it to happen. And, and therefore, therefore yeah. you become now a participant. Yeah. You become an accomplice in this particular form of evil and stuff like that. So It could also be a coping um, mechanism. Like if I don't bring it up, you don't have to deal with what's coming. Yeah, the consequences, yeah. Like, like leaving, oh. getting your own place. So, Corona Fug, then, should you send in an application to check your partner's <laughs> debt? <laughs> you should do a credit check. Yeah, you should do a credit I check. Think, I think that people should be open enough that to say, hey, listen, I have a lot of debt. I've got $2 million in debt. <laughs> do you still want to get married? And no. the answer should be no. Clear up your mm-hmm. debt. Once you clear your debt up, then let's continue. Mm-hmm. Call me. <laughs> no, I mean you can, you can freeze the relationship. Where's that? You no, know, we're not going to develop anymore, on. and give mm. the person time to you know develop but also a budget. In, in terms but they haven't done it, and two million dollars in debt, unless it was just that one time, it's accumulated over time, and probably people just don't change the, that. Yep. But also, people who get change. money from a source that is a little bit anonymous, or you're not really unclear about that, check that out as well. Because no, could be you don't. You just do it with like your friend. Just don't. I mean, like when they come, when, they get, when they're like, "Oh, payday is coming." Some guy comes with a brown paper bag filled with money. Yeah, check that <laughs> out. Don't think that he has a side business, side business, and side hustle. If you don't, if you don't hustle. know, you can't be persecuted. <laughs> what about stuff like uh, prenup? prenuptial agreements if someone is how much money is involved no but if you meet someone and they have their business and they're Mm -hmm. like i want to be with you but 
I, I created this before we met, and I want you to sign a prenup. I think that's Th- fair. Then, no, I would be like this. I'm like, okay, so you're assuming that we're going to get a divorce. Or you tra- think there's a risk that or you, you or do. You're, and you're, you're trying to guard yourself in case, and just in case, you want to make sure that what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. In that case, then you got your house, you give me another house, and when the divorce happens, we got our own houses. And then also, and, and you don't trust me, so you believe that if we get a divorce, I will take everything from or that you. Or I'm marrying you for but your money. But why you guys are making it sound like a prenup is something bad? Oh yeah, I think it. I'm glad you caught on. I think I think the attitude. It doesn't necessarily I do understand. Have to be that. I do understand how people think, but then I also think that I I believe that you should marry for life, which means this this prenup thing should not be. An issue should not even come up. If, if you get married, what's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. And, exactly. it's, and it's usually the person yeah, who has a lot who comes up with the prenup. It's not like the person who has nothing. Like, hey, let's sign a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wow, Lynn. I got nothing, but just in case I get something, I want you to <laughs> know I don't want your stuff, so I want <laughs> to sign a, to you to sign a prenup. Yeah, yeah and, and it's usually when there's uh, that disparity that long distance in wealth so one person has a lot of wealth and another person doesn't have not even in the competition mm. like you're not even you're not even close it's not equal you know and that there's a greed aspect to that mm-hmm. that mm. i think is really uncomfortable so but i mean if you're not a believer you know whatever <laughs> do what you want <laughs> do what you want <laughs> live free um, i think it's important to also yeah yeah continue okay, okay. can i yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, come on. Bring up. I'm going to wait till you start talking, then I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> That's what he does at school, you know. That's why the kids hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, but I, but I think that I think that when it starts to come to money issues, those are always the most sensitive things. Yeah. Mm. Like we spend a lot of time talking about the sexual part of it, but I think money might be more sensitive than sex sometimes because people are really strange about their money. Mm-hmm. So I mean we have we talked about the debt, but we talked about what about your obligations? Hmm. So what to like, pay how much you pay? Well, I mean like so like let's say that you have children from another relationship and they're still small. Mm-hmm. So you have child support payments. Which means you may be making a lot of money, but your child support is also a lot of money, mm-hmm. so you don't have that much money left over. Mm-hmm. Which means that even though you're making a lot of money, so much has to go to the child support, so you guys have to live simply. So, I mean, those kind of things that, you know... Or you want to send money to your parents because your parents need there to be helped go. out. There you go. Yeah. Uh, or your friends want to borrow money. Yeah, well, then some I, people find but then, those But then, problem. I mean, when it comes to borrowing money, if I'm not married to you, you know, I don't need to tell you nothing because I'm not married to you. Also, but once I get married to you, then I think that if you're going to loan money out, that should be a couple decision. Also, if you should have separate bank bank accounts or oh, that's account. a big Sometimes. issue. That's a big yeah. thing. That's a big issue. And then, I mean, and then again, you have to look back at people's their 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 story that they're carrying with them into the relationship, and why they may want to have that. Um, I, I think the best thing would be that if two people could talk about money. The problem with that, I think we talked about that before in a, uh, an early episode, is that people tend to not be equal when it comes to the money thing you have a spender always with a saver mm. more, more, more if you more have like both a, spenders that's bad that's yeah <laughs> really bad two spenders you're a cardboard box on the street you're, you know you're playing two cans together so give me some money <laughs> and if you're two savers you're so cheap that you don't spend anything you just save you just keep amassing money 
but you don't greedy. have a life. You don't do anything with it. Yeah. And so at some point, it's kind of good that savers and spenders, but there has to be a balance between that. Mm. You can't be an extreme saver and an extreme uh, spender because you'll just drive each other crazy. Mm-hmm. But there has there has to be a, 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 a place in there where the spender helps the saver to enjoy life a little bit more and spend yeah. some of their capital. Mm-hmm. And where whether a saver helps the spender to do restrain. things like a budget. <laughs> just restraint. You, know, you know, listen, we can save up three months, you can get it in three months. Even if, if, even if it's a little more expensive, it's okay, we don't need the credit. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep that open discussion and stuff like that. But yeah. money is the number one issue that couples fight about. So I think money is more important than the sexual, physical things because mm. it is a gigantic disruptor in relationships mm. when people don't haven't talked about money, don't have the same value. It's very stressful. For money. Yeah, it is. I mean, you have bills to pay, and you know, people and everyone. The thing is, everyone wants to have a little extra pocket change. Yeah. You don't want all your money going. One person's out there spending money, and you're like paying all the bills and being responsible. <laughs> it produces bitterness. But but would you? Um, leave a person if they were a millionaire and they were like I love you I want to be with you but when it comes to my business I don't this is mine what do they mean with this is mine well I hope that you would have found that out before you got married to them no no as in they want you to sign that agreement Uh uh-huh everything we make now can be ours but this business is mine would you still marry that person well, that's really strange though because as your as their wife you were entitled to Half. You're entitled to that. You're entitled to everything that they made prior meeting you. Mm. Isn't that? Isn't that? But like would you also be take the same kind of responsibility or same role if it comes back to bite him and the business goes really back and it literally yeah, goes of course. bankrupt? That's what no. marriage is about. It's a good and bad. Start, but if you sign a prenup, what happens is that that wealth, if it dissolves, it should have nothing to do with you, because that's the whole point of a prenup. Is like this wealth here that you're not part of. Whatever happens to that, you're not either a part of. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it goes sour and you yeah. lose all your money, you cannot come up with your partner. Well, you know, can you help me out? No, 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 no. What's yours is yours. Mm-hmm. You didn't take care of your business. God, maybe he got you because you're so greedy. And, mm-hmm. then you, <laughs> and then you just, you know, I mean, that's, and that's the whole thing. But the, how does, that, how does that, that, that situation promote the oneness and the unity that we believe a marriage should be? I think that you're sowing a seed for divorce. Mm. I think you sow a seed for disunity instead of a seed Division. for unity. Yeah. Yeah. Like this mind is yeah. yours, this mind and is and yours. It, and it helps you to stay as a single person, especially for guys who tend to be very selfish in their single life. It helps to keep it helps them to keep promoting the se- the single me first mentality. Mm. It's my money. It's, it's my, my money, thing. Yeah. Mm. I can do whatever I want with my money. Mm-hmm. I mean you could hear how that sounds. Like that you know, that's just a killer mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm. That just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. I'm I'm torn because <laughs> at one point I because you want to make money. I want to marry a millionaire. Who doesn't want to have a prenup? Because <laughs> you need to marry a millionaire, and then I need to marry you and the millionaire, and they need to be. A, you know, I need to join the church. <laughs> you know, because I I agree with Lynn, but yeah. when I look at Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and stuff like that, they're both divorced now, right? Mm-hmm. And their wives are some of the richest women mm-hmm. on earth. And they met their wives before they became millionaires. Yeah. And these women sacrificed a lot to take mm-hmm. care of their children yeah. and all mm-hmm. of that. So I think they're entitled to half of mm-hmm. that. But some people would say because the men own these companies, 
why should their women be entitled to half? You know, you will hear those arguments. Yeah, but you never had to get married. You chose to get married. Here we go again with consequences. If I choose to get married, I have to choose the consequences of being married. Yeah. And when I'm trying to manipulate that, everything we do to try to manipulate or change what marriage originally was from God's perspective, we tend to make, it makes marriage worse. It doesn't make marriage better. So I, I would disagree with that. I'm like, the people who say that are probably people who are stingy, greedy, and want to keep money all to themselves and think about themselves because that's not what marriage is. Marriage is a joining together of two lives with their wealth or lack of wealth, with their families or lack of families. It's a joining together. That's what makes it a covenant. Mm-hmm. And so, or part of the covenantal aspect of it. And therefore, I think that, that if you want to have a healthy marriage, you probably should avoid these kind of things that tend to sow the seed that can blossom into separation, Don't divorce. Don't sign a prenup. No. <laughs> and it, I mean, and if... I mean, talk about it at least. Like, yeah, why I mean, do you want to... I mean, you, you know? should really talk about it. I was watching this. So there's this, um, this, <laughs> this, this series on Netflix called Kung Fu. And, <laughs> uh, Typical. And yeah. Kung Fu is uh, the older daughter... So she's getting married to this family who's really, really rich. But her family is like, they're in San Francisco, San Francisco Chinatown. They're not, they're not poor, but they're not rich. Middle, middle. Yeah, they're yeah. about middle. Yeah. And, um, and so what happens is they're having dinner together, and then the family says they want the daughter to sign a prenup. Mm-hmm. And she gets really upset, and I understand why she got really upset. The son got really upset, and he put the family straight. That's not how you do things. This, you're ruining my marriage. And so he doesn't get her to sign the prenup, which I thought was really good to see. That he was on her side. That he was on her side, even yeah. though the family was trying to pressure mm. uh, pressure them and stuff like that. So, um, And that just came, came into my mind right now. That's but a good side of a marriage. Yeah. And so um, I think that it's in... I think it's important that the more things that you could try to be open about and reveal, first, it gives you an opportunity to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. gives you an opportunity, opportunity to see different sides of the person. Every information, all information you can get before you get married can help you to make a wise and better decision. The, le- the less you can talk about, too many skeletons in the closet, too many private things, that's a, that's a warning sign that that's mm, not that's an bad. open communication area. Mm. And that... You can't live a life. You can't share a life. You can't make life together with someone with whom you cannot talk about things, right. even sensitive things. Mm. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up. As always, Lynn's been talking way too much. <laughs> and I guess I, I never get into I don't. I get like five <laughs> minutes of talk time. Wait, I think as well, medical history, it's important to disclose such things in terms of cancer and such stuff. Oh. Genetic sicknesses, metabolic sicknesses. But it's yeah. not like I would, oh, okay, your family had a history of cancer. Nah, not dating you. No, yeah. but it like sounds, it's sounds but harsh. If you, but if you, so, but if you know you have like high that. blood pressure, if you know you have a heart that could explode at any time. I mean, so I think it depends on what it is. A sickle cell. Exactly. Yeah. For black people. You need, mm. to, you need to disclose things like that. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. But okay, so the sickle cell thing. In that case... Like, I, I think that for black people, this is one of those times where I think, like, have, taking, no, taking the test and knowing that if you carry, so you can both, both parents have, uh, bo- the husband and wife can both have only one of the genes for it, which mm-hmm. means their children can get sickle cell yeah. anemia and stuff like that. So to I think carrier, that's, yeah. screening like that would be really important, just so you know. Because sometimes there are certain diseases that are carried from the, those two couples. And that means that your children are going to have this. I have two friends. But it's not 100% though. 
No, but the the probability is really high. But I mean, that would be the same then for, oh, maybe the man and the woman, they're both carrying a gene for, uh, I don't know, breast cancer. Oh, now you cannot have kids or you cannot have girls because uh, they might get this okay, or that. Exactly. But the, but the cancer thing may not necessarily happen. Yeah. But sickle cell does. But it, yeah, yeah, okay. So I, I don't know about no. sickle cell. But there are a lot of other genes also that higher your probability of having whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So but I think that... But it's like, oh, so I, it's like I hemophilia. Hemophilia, you know, if, you have a, if, if you have two sides of the gene. So certain things is that because you get the, w- one of the genes from one of the father and the mother, so there's certain, there are certain genetic disorders that are carried that way. Mm. I and know. So if you know. And so if you're screening for it, at least you know about it ahead of time and you can make a decision. Right. Should we two get married? I know, we know that. I know that. But that. we had, like in school, we had a class about, this kind of things also mm-hmm. and we talked about the ethical dilemma like for people for example to do this kind of genetic testing on the internet mm-hmm. either for d- diseases or ancestry mm-hmm. or whatnot, and who had rights to that information and what it does to our society to start screening people for different genes and I really no. I think it's a slippery slope it's very slippery I slope mm-hmm. I think so because there's, there's certain there's certain genetic so there's certain types of, of, of illness, Ill, illnesses that are very prevalent in only certain people's groups. Tay-Sachs disease is another one. And so when we screen for these things, when we know that within a certain people group, here's something that's attached to that, that people group. I think scanning for those specific kind of things are really important just so the couple can make an informed decision. I because, think that you Because are, it doesn't affect you, it affects your children. I think that is very naive of you to think because don't you, I believe that people will start to point out those people, would um, isolate them, that, oh, no. you're a carrier of this and that, oh, no. th- you should not marry them because they have this not and if this. And so if we, t- if we take sickle cell, no? If we take sickle cell, so. it's, it's really, it's most, my majority of people with sickle cell are black people. So you don't find Asians with sickle cell. You don't find white people with sickle cell. Yeah, but then don't you think about among black people would be like, oh, no. they're like stoned because they carry no. that gene. No. Oh, they also carry that gene. Oh, no, that's that's not how it's function among us. I mean, in the states, we we have screening for sickle cell anemia, so you know if you're carrying that particular allele, uh, so that you you have you have informed information, mm-hmm. so that you can do something about it. So it's not like you're. It's not like say like. Um, the gene for alcoholism. It doesn't make you an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. If you never drink alcohol, you don't become an alcoholic. That means you're carrying a gene that increases the probability of something. That's one type of form. But then we're talking about something that actually causes a disease and within, within a certain combination of two people. And so I think that within our communities, at least, it doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Here's our guest, Timmy. Listen, you got to listen to him. <laughs> just hold the He's, microphone. Yeah, just... Okay. That. Yes. This was so intellectually challenging <laughs> for him. <laughs> he, he passed out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. You want to make a yes. point. So I think I think there are certain certain things. I don't think it should be done just generally for everything, but there are certain things that are genetically attached to certain people groups. And those groups, people of those groups, have to make a decision if just for their own information. And I think that certain things like that within the group aren't aren't stigmatized as much as other types of diseases that are just generally available to the whole human population. So, I understand your point. I still think it's not a good idea. 
okay, well, we disagree. Yeah. We finally have something we can disagree about. You're wrong about. <laughs> so How am I wrong? Because How am I I'm more right. wrong than you are? Because <laughs> I'm right. I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. I've lived longer. I'm wiser. I'm just saying, I went to university. I it's a field of my expertise. I went to university. We talked about this before. We've seen trends in societies yeah. with genetic testing. There's a lot of inter- advantages to it, but there are also a lot of potential risks to it. And looking at humans and how they behave and what they think mm. and their culture and how it evolves, it's a very slippery slope. I'm just uh, saying. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm uh, just saying. Uh, mm. I mean, I think it would be different. Oh, wow. Look, we're all heated up. I think it would be different. <laughs> like we're trying to scan for, oh, is our kid going to have blue eyes or be tall or something like that? No, it doesn't have it's, to even go that far. Yeah. But I'm it just saying this. But it's, this is... This is something that's that's confined to a certain people group or a certain But it won't be confined though. It's not it like will be. we only do okay, we only do sickle cell. Okay, but then other people Oh, but we also want to screen. We want to screen for diabetes and then there will be a big oh okay, let's do for diabetes. Then like, oh, but we want to screen for I don't know, hearing loss. Okay, okay, we have to include that but one is too. There, so is there is a lot But is there a gene that causes diabetes? There are or genetic markers. Genetic markers that can that can show for diabetes type that can show one. A, 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 a higher risk of it. But it doesn't necessarily cause it. it it's mm-hmm. not going to cause it. But there are also 100%. other genetic tests for mm-hmm. genetic diseases that will, I don't know, I think, <sighs> is it Huntington? Huntington, maybe? Oh, Huntington's disease. Yeah. But I, I have two friends that both of their kids mm-hmm. have in, inherited a really, really rare disease. And it just happens to be the genetic makeup of the both parties. Yeah. They didn't know before they got married. Yeah. And because they had a misdiagnosis, they didn't get the diagnosis right until after the second kid. Mm-hmm. So, but that wasn't connected to a certain people group. That was just one of those diseases that is part of the of the entire human population, like Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's a certain percentage or risk at a certain age or something, or, or a certain recurrence of Down syndrome within the population. But these are things that are not common to the whole human population, only limited to a certain uh, group of people within the human population. Yeah, but they so think they're also... we're talking about screening for those, those particular things and not screening in general. Yeah, I understand what mm. you mean. Okay. But I'm still saying that it will not be confined to one kind of like single cell yeah, disease. I'm just telling you. I'm just Because it would be really weird potential. for two Asian people to show up. We want to get screened for sickle cell. I'd be like, what? There are a lot Go of people. Who, I, there will definitely be people who will do that because people are not informed. They're not educated. But wha- <laughs> <laughs> this is life, Ed. And I think the more people oh. that have money, they come up with all kinds of crazy things. Well, rich people so, do crazy things because yeah. they have money. Uh, anyway, let's okay. wrap it up. <laughs> nope, I think we should talk more. Let's talk longer. We're never going to stop talking. So now that you've got onto Fika for Life, you're stuck for life. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. No, but I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking. I want to keep talking. Okay, bye. I have to go. She's giving me the evil eye. Now she's going to punch me in the eye now when we go. Don't hit me. <laughs> Thank you for our listeners and sleepers. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice having a guest who really just passed out because we're too much. You too much. You too much. <laughs> you too much. No. Thank you, Hamida and Timmy, for Thank coming. You. Thank you. Thank you. It's been us. nice having you guys on. And if you want to join us, you know, it doesn't didn't cost you guys that much to join us. It was only $1,000. So <laughs> if you want to join and be part of the Fika for Life in recording, just let us know. It doesn't cost that much. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas. And we hope to hear you again. <laughs>